Hi, I'm Brenda. And I'm Jessica, and you're listening to the Lifting You Higher podcast. Where we like to take heavy topics and lighten them up. Our goal is to encourage and lift you up on this journey we call life. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and enjoy. I'm Jessica, joined as always with my beautiful co-host, Brenda, and um, we're so excited to be with you again this month. Um, If you didn't know, we post our podcast on the first and third Thursdays um, every month. Um, Yeah, so today we've kind of been talking about, we've had two special guests uh, for January, and um, we're so excited to have them. That one went so well, so cool. Um, But today we're going to kind of continue down that path and we're going to talk about stinking thinking. (laughs) All right. So tell us what stinking thinking is. Okay. So I remember hearing, you know, things about, you know, that's some stinking thinking. Yeah. So it was kind of like really popular. And I happened to come across some um, teaching material where there really is a a list of stinking thinking. Okay. Yeah. And um, it's by a Dr. Claudia Black and she did it back in 1996, which, you know, that's, we went to what, like two years ago? Yeah, okay. 1996. So. <laughs> anyway. I can't, so, you know. But anyway, so um, she put together this list of what we're stinking thinking. Mm-hmm. It's 2022, and it's like, let's not take any stinking thinking into 2022. Yeah. We'll let the evil twin sisters of 20 and 2021 <laughs> be gone. Yes. yes. <laughs> and we will start fresh and um, ditch this kind of stuff. So... The first type of stinking thinking, and you may know people that do this, and you may something may strike a chord within yourself and say, "Uh oh, maybe that you know, maybe that's something I've been doing that I need to ditch." And so, the first one is called black and white thinking, and this is the thinking that places everything at extremes. It's um, it's also described as nothing thinking without anything in between. You know, like there's no gray area. In other words, yeah, and um. For example, something is either good or bad, or someone is either a friend or enemy. There's just no gray area. Yeah. It's just that way. It's either, you know, wrong or right. And it's like, um, now we know that there's like rules of life that are, you know, principles that are wrong or right. Mm-hmm. But this is like, everything is just black and white. And and I kind of know some people like that. It's just black and white. There's no gray area. And that's really stinking thinking because you know what that does that robs you of having grace and mercy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because there's no gray area to be okay with things not necessarily being, you know, wrong or right, you know. And kind of like we've talked about friendship zones, you know, and so it's either that person is your friend or not your friend. There's no, like, acquaintances that you, you know, know. Right. Yeah. That that can... Man, I could never imagine living my life like that. That would be I think really cool. I think it would put you in a lot of isolation. Yeah. You know, because it's like, okay, so this person is either you're my friend or you're not. Or you're yeah. my foe. And I'm like, okay, do you really? I mean, we don't live in medieval times where you right. have to worry about, you know, guarding the castle. But yeah. it's like, so they're either your foe, they're not your friend. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of extreme thinking. And mm-hmm. it's, it's very, um, like I said, it's very isolating 
and it's very judgmental. Yeah. Oh my goodness, you'd be judging people all the time. Yeah. And and we know that when you judge people all the time, it's because you're judging yourself mm-hmm. all the time. So it'd be a it'd just be a, like a, con- a lot of conflict and a lot of isolation. I think yeah. no, nobody wants that. So. Yeah, definitely not. Um, well, the next one is awfulizing. This is expecting the worst. So, for example, um, you dented the car. It's not just a dent in the side. It's your ta- your car is totaled. Like, everything is the worst, you know? <laughs> like, oh, I broke my nail. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm dying because I broke my nail. It's like the, you know, thinking of the worst. Yeah. So, it's a lot. And um, I may have kind of done that about my car when it got <laughs> totaled. But, um, but, yeah. So, it's like everything. I, I know it's like you... You, you you did bad one day at your job, so you just quit it. Mm-hmm. There's no point in going back, yeah. you know, and just walk away. And what a, again, what a way of just cutting yourself off. Yeah. You know, it's like, okay, that's awful. Or it being so negative. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Man, I mean, it leaves no room for grace, like grace for yourself or thinking that God has given you grace, you know? And always looking at stuff in a pessimistic, negative way. Yeah. There's no there's no sunlight. There's mm-hmm. no, you know, um, hope. This would be a very hopeless type of way. Yeah, of the it, the world is ending. You know, every, at every turn. So. And and these and it's also like a perspective. You know, mm-hmm. when you think about this thing of thinking, it's like their perspective about everything. It would be so negative. It would just be. Like, yeah. Yeah. So the third one would be blaming. So mm-hmm. um, thinking that makes you a victim to everything that's going on, um, and it which results sometimes in bad choices. For mm-hmm. example, you blame your parents uh, for a lousy childhood and um, you're hurtful about it. And so you do criminal behavior too. You know, oh. it's like, I'm owed this yeah. because I, I'm, a, I'm blaming them. It's mm-hmm. their fault, not my fault that I've turned out this way. Yeah. And um, it's like, so mm. obviously you're not taking um, <laughs> responsibility for yourself. Right. Yeah. Or so. your actions. Yeah. And we all know people that do the victim thing. And if and if you, again, it's a perception that you put on everything of your life. Mm-hmm. It's, you're a victim throughout. And it's just like, again, it's you're isolating yourself. And you're, um, it's like a real, kind of like an addiction. Yeah, because you look for that role of rescuer. Like you try to find somebody that will rescue you out mm-hmm. of your situation. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, a teaching that... Um, I'm going to be teaching this year and and that I've taken before. It's called Godly and Ungodly Beliefs. And one of the ungodly beliefs is playing the victim. So, I mean, this goes alongside. And there's godly beliefs to replace those ungodly ones. Like, um, I can't remember them all now. But, you know, one is, well, one ungodly is being a rescuer. So trying to, like, rescue people. And uh, victims and rescuers tend to go. And then there's, like, the persecutor. So that kind of goes alongside with that, but. Well, and I know someone that lives this way that has this stinking thinking of blaming that you know they're the victim and everything, mm-hmm. and when you live that way, because I look at her life now and I think she does not see the blessings mm-hmm. that God has done in her life because she's so consumed with being the victim yeah. and everything. And I'm like, you know, God has really blessed you and in financial things, in family things, and you just don't even see it because you're so focused in on you're the victim in every situation. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't, man, that's just crazy. Sorry. Um, Okay, so next is mind reading. This is a thing, this thinking assumes you know another person's motives or what they're thinking. 
oh my goodness, I know so many people. And I think I've fallen into this stinking thinking myself because I'm like, oh, they think I'm failing or, you know, they think I am not good enough to be in this role or position or whatever. But you're you're just, yeah, getting down on yourself. Like, that's not what they're thinking. Well, I, I have two things. <laughs> One is... I, I'm so familiar with this stinking thinking. <laughs> Can I just tell you number four is like the light bulbs are going on in my head mm-hmm. because for me, it's two issues. One is it's assuming that everybody's thinking about you, yep. first of all. And They're trust not. me, I got, there's headline. Everybody's not thinking <laughs> about, not you. about you. They're not thinking about you. I have to constantly remind myself, I was like, Brenda, you're not on their mind as much as you think you are. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, and the second thing that I have to remind myself is that and I once heard a pastor preach about shadow boxing, and I thought, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, this is so good. About how, you know, as a boxer, you, you like, you practice boxing <laughs> by pretending that someone's in front of you, yeah. and you're, you know, how you're going to throw a punch, how to counter pound, how to protect, blah, blah, blah. And, and so, how much time, Brenda, are you spending shadow boxing with? what you think someone is thinking about you. Yes. I mean, what a waste of brain. Yeah, I was really guilty of that. Like, doing it for every conversation, like, thinking, like, rethinking of the conversation I had and then preparing for a conversation I needed to have, you know? And that's that's shadow boxing because you're thinking of every move, every word you said and how you said it and, like, how they were judging, you know, that they were judging you by what you said and... Yeah. Yeah, it's just, it is just a, it's exhausting. (laughs) Yes. And it's so counterproductive to what God wants to do. And Mm -hmm. it's just like, I I really do believe it's just from the enemy. I mean, it really is to try to distract you, try to make you feel like a failure and not move forward and um, do what he wants you to do to get done because you're assuming, well, they thought that. Well, really, did they say that? No, they didn't say it, but I'm pretty sure that that's what they were thinking. <laughs> oh, really? You got a superpower where you can read someone's mind. Oh, yeah, mind. you're reading their mind. Okay, no. okay. Right. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Okay. And so, it's you know, I have to go through that cycle sometimes all in my head yeah. to bring me back to the point where then I can move forward and then do what I need to do to get done. Yeah, mm. it's a real stumbling block. Oh, horrible. Whew. So, number five is um, unfairness or injustice thinking. And what this stinking thinking is about is this is thinking that judges other people's actions according to what you think is fair or just. Oh, man. So who wants to be around someone who judges people all the time? Nobody's going to raise their hand. Nobody. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, ugh. Do we have to bring Tammy? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. You know, do we have to include her in the group? Because yeah. it's like, who wants to be around that judge? That judge? Nobody. Yeah. Gross. Okay, so number six is rigid thinking. This is being so firm or set in your ways that you're not open to any other possibility. (laughs) Even in the face of evidence, um, you, so like somebody could say, no, open your eyes, go outside, look, the sky is really blue, and you're like, no, do not confuse me with any other evidence or any other information. It is green, and that is, I'm sticking to it. So it is like you've made up your mind and you're not going back. Yeah, it's kind of like my way or the highway thinking. Yeah. And what a uh, bondage that is. Yeah. And and I think it's really prevalent right now. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, it's like I don't care what you're saying. This is what I'm think, I believe mm-hmm. and I'm sticking with it. And we're not talking about biblical beliefs. You know, it's like because those are solid 
you know, um, that that is something that isn't going to waver. We're talking about just a lot of, you see that a lot in politics right now, and you see that a lot in the news. It's like, I don't care what the facts say. This is what I'm going with, yeah. and that's the way it is. And, and if you can't, if you're not coming along, then so be it. Goodbye. You know, it was nice knowing you. Mm-hmm. Again, we're talking about isolation, and we're talking about, you know, a real, um, a real, blinders kind of thing yeah. you know it's like and i think it has a lot to do with control too oh, it's like yeah. if it's my way i'm controlling it yeah not anybody else and i don't care what the facts say it's mm-hmm. my way mm-hmm. yeah absolutely because a lot of people don't feel like they're in control of anything right now no you know it's and and we may not be <laughs> but um but yeah i think it's a real mind control type of thing yeah and so the next one, number seven, is unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic expectations. Guilty. <laughs> and these occur when you have expectations of yourself or maybe others, and they're not met. And so the result, end result is in anger. Mm-hmm. So I have expectations that I'm going to lose 10 pounds in January, <laughs> and then I don't, and I'm angry with myself. Mm-hmm. And so then I just take it out on Jessica because, you know, she's around. <laughs> or you beat down yourself, uh, you know, or fall into one of these other stinking thinkings, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it, you know, rein in your expectations. In fact, mm-hmm. you should probably go with no expectations. <laughs> you know, I'm just show. I'm going to show up and I'm going to do this mm-hmm. and I'm going to be faithful and we'll see what happens. But I'm not going to put pressure on myself to be perfect or expect other people to be perfect. That's yeah. another thing. You know, it's like we get into that zone where. Well, they didn't, you know, they didn't. They they, didn't call me when I wasn't feeling good. Yeah, tell me my husband didn't, you know, Mm -hmm. tell me he loves me every day and bring me flowers every day. It's like, that's right, because that's not real life. Mm -hmm. That's not reality. So, you know, we have this unrealistic expectations. Yeah, and can we we just say, like, um, last year, I think in January, we did uh, 2021 goals Mm -hmm. and not, like, um, what's – resolutions and not resolutions we did goals and that was helping our mind not you know not have expectations that i i am gonna you know like lose 15 pounds this year or i am going to go for a run every day you know like it's it's more of a goals because i feel like when we set goals for ourselves instead of like resolutions it's it has blurred edges a little bit so we're not so confined like it has to be this or your failure, failure, failure. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's that whole – well, I think a lot of people have expect, – they put – they don't put expectations on themselves. Mm-hmm. They put expectations on other people. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then it's like, well, there goes another person that just failed me. You know, they didn't mm-hmm. do it. You know, it's like, really? You know, stop it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. You know, stop putting expectations on people. Mm-hmm. Um, they are going through life just like you are. Yeah. And they're doing the best they can. And just like you're trying to do the best you can. So Good have some grace. mercy. Yes. Have some mercy because mercy is being given to you. That's so. right. Okay, number eight, should, must, ought, always, and never, also known as the imperatives. This type of thinking is often present when you have unrealistic expectations of yourself and others, even though it only may some be sometimes that um, that event happens. So, like, we're talking, like, when we're talking or thinking about it, we use words such as, well, it always has to be, or it will never be, or... Um, you shame yourself or others by thinking that way. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, she never shows up. She never cares mm-hmm. about me. She never gives me the she type of... She never calls me or... Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
she never gives me the affection or he never gives me the affection mm-hmm. that I need. Um, they never make me feel wanted or needed mm-hmm. or that even they really love me. And so it's like, um, it's like extremes, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, really, really, they never, ever showed you, you know, that yeah. they care about you. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Well, you know. Oh, uh, really? Well, what about this? Or yeah, the, no, right. they never okay. did. So they, you know, they, they brought you a car, they, they <laughs> took you to, you know, church, they, mm-hmm. they made sure you, so they never, ever, ever showed you anything. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah, it's setting those extremes. I think that for the majority of these stinking thinkings is like setting extreme walls around your thinking and never wavering. Mm. So I think to get away from this stinking thinking, we just need to let the walls down and which can be terrifying sometimes because you, you have to trust the people that you have surrounded yourself with. But um but also, God has given us so much mercy and grace for our, our lives. Like, we're not perfect. We screw up. Um, and so we should give the same grace and mercy to the other people around us and to ourselves, especially. We can be so hard on ourselves. Absolutely. Man. Yes. Well, and that's how the enemy works is to just beat mm-hmm. us down on the inside. I mean, it's the battlefield of the mind. So yeah. it's like, you know, if I can make them feel inadequate, then they won't do anything for mm-hmm. Christ because they're so consumed with how inadequate they feel. You know, yeah, it's all a game. It's all a mind game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so number nine is, and this one is, again, this is one I have to, like, nip in the bud. Yep. It's called negative self-talk. And these are negative tapes that you play over and over again in your head. And they can be messages from the past that you may have internalized and now seem to operate automatic pilot whenever you make a mistake or fail to meet your own or someone else's expectations of you. Mm-hmm. And so basically what's happening is that, you know, you're, you know, that taper just runs your head. He's like, you're stupid. You always mess up. Mm-hmm. You always mess up. You never can say the right thing. Yeah. Or, you know, you never, you know, it's just that constant tape that's rolling over and over in your head again, whenever you feel like you haven't done what you wanted to do. Yeah. And that is so destructive. So, yeah, I mean, just um, it's like you're getting beat down over and over and then eventually I'll just be like okay yeah I'm nothing and just you know be yeah. isolate yourself yeah. I mean yeah I mean it, you know the enemy doesn't seem to need to send a force of demonic forces over to beat no. you up you're doing it all yeah. on yourself you <laughs> you're know? doing his work for it it's like thank you I can move on to better things because yeah. t- you've taken care of making yourself feel horrible uh, goodness okay uh name calling is our last one name calling and labeling this is where you call yourself or another person names such as I'm so stupid or I'm dumb, I'm such an airhead, and so forth. Um, but, man, I, I feel like, again, we are so hard on ourselves, especially us ladies. Mm. We are, I, I know that um, I've had to honestly work on that like to because I've called myself. I like you're a failure like you're nobody's gonna want you to work with them because you were a failure now some of that is good because it pushes me but like if that is on repeat like you said just the it's over and over and over that's not good for us yeah you're an idiot or you know you're you'll never succeed you'll never be anything yeah you know if you if you're and if you're calling other people that too then um, I'm like, okay, so they're, they say that about this person. I mm-hmm. wonder what they're saying inside their head about themselves. Yeah. You know, if they're willing, they're so quick to, you know, label people with names that derogatory or down, mm-hmm. down names, you know. If they're doing that, then they're probably doing it in their head to themselves. Probably 10 times worse in their mm-hmm. own head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, again, you, you've done the enemy's job by um, beating yourself down to feel mm-hmm. like an 
like you cannot achieve anything. Okay, so I think um, some ways that we can stop this stinking thinking. Mm. Um, and feel free to um, pitch in whatever you want to. But I think is recognizing that we think this way is the first step. Like recognizing that, oh yeah, I do, I do get down on myself often. You know, I call myself stupid or I'm like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? I'm such an airhead. Um, is one is first identify and know, and you know realize what you're saying, and then two is um, give it to God. Like be like God, I I am like really talking down to myself and other people. Like help me, help me realize and help me get rid of that. And then when it comes up again, like you're about to say something, He's gonna put a little quip in your spirit, and you're like, oh yeah, I need to I need to give grace because grace has been given. Yeah, that's good. And also you need to be aware if you're if you're in a relationship, whether it be friendship or whatever, um, or a husband or a spouse or whatever, mm-hmm. with someone that is really deep into one of these stinking thinkings, again, the revelation of what it is 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 the first step. Yeah. And so this is something for you to pray about over this person. Like, you know, do you have a parent that is, oh my gosh, it's like their way or the highway. You know, there's no black or white. Yeah. It's all black and white. There's mm-hmm. no gray area. You know, so, so is this a, a relative that, you, that you're in contact with a lot that you need to really start praying for them to get mm-hmm. delivered from that? Yeah. Because it's not, it's affecting you by having them in your life. And, and it's not like you can cut them out. Yeah. And I mean, you could, but that's could, not but the answer. Yes. And, um, and so, you know, this is giving you a, a like a, a pinpoint of mm-hmm. what to pray about. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you guys so much for, um, joining us. Yes. yes. This has been, this has been fun. We've had, um, well, it seemed like we didn't have any time off, but we took a couple months off and just filmed ahead of time. So it was really nice to have some time off and, now get back into the swing of things. So. <laughs> Christmas is over. Christmas is over. New Year's is over. over. <laughs> We're already in February. That's oh, right. Man. I know. Okay. Yep. <laughs> That's crazy. But anyway, where'd the month go? But it's I know. Gone. It's gone. Yeah. Well, um, just remember, as always, you are so incredibly loved um, by the Father and by us. Um, you are beautiful inside and out. Um, God has a plan and a purpose for your life. Um, and if you don't know what that is, just um, challenge you to pray and ask the Father what that is, because He has um, created you for a purpose, and um, you are so needed. Don't ever forget that. And we just pray a blessing over you, and we just um, pray that you stay safe, and that this year really is just a, an abundant year for you, and that um, God really reveals Himself to you guys. So we will see you soon. Yes. Yes.